side by side Chardonnay, one from New World and one from the Old World. And he told me, this is exactly the same grape. And I'm like, wow, how is that possible? I mean, it's amazing. And you know what, Tom? I actually find it was very easy for me. So it didn't come as difficultly. I got into flavors. I got into structure almost right away. Welcome to the Cellador Podcast, where we hear the stories of the people, the wineries, and the wines that colour the wine world. Stories that tell where it all came from and where it's all going. I'm Tom Massey, and this is the Cellador Podcast. Melania Batterson was already an advanced sommelier at the court of Master Somms by age 24. In 2021, Melania was rated in the top 100 most influential women in hospitality. In 2023, Melania was awarded Young UK Sommelier of the Year. In 2024, Melania was on the Decanter panel as a judge for the Decanter World Wine Awards. During COVID, Melania worked at Moderna's three Michelin star restaurant, Osteria Francescana, but after a tough first attempt at the Master Sommelier exam, Melania checked herself because her relationship with wine began to strain. So, she set out on a mission to rekindle her love of wine, and this journey has taken her across the globe, from the UK to Greece and on to Thailand. Her motto is dream it, make it. And she was good enough to sit down with me for a few minutes to share her story and her infectious passion for wine. A huge thanks to Melania for joining me. Just to set the scene, for a lot of people, wine is an industry, it's a business. For other people, they look at it as a forensic science, you know, involving sciences like chemistry, etc. One of the big things that it drew me to the wine industry, apart from all those things, the industry the art of it, the sense of adventure that the wine industry presents and offers. Now, I am joined by somebody tonight who it it just sounds like has taken the sense of adventure that the wine industry offers and has just taken it to a whole new level. Melania Battiston, you are joining me from Thailand, but you were born in Italy. Yes. Sir. And you were educated in the UK. And I, I can't think of a place you haven't been or worked. Your story is incredible. Thank you so much for joining me on the Cellador podcast. How are you? Thank you, Tom. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm very well. Thank you. As you know, maybe you cannot see, uh, but I'm in the jungle, basically, in an island in the middle of nowhere in Thailand. And just, uh, just for the very listeners, very- you are in a jungle. Like, <laughs> I can see trees behind you and it looks like you're in a tree house. I'm like, this This doesn't get much more real than that. It's very cool. No, we took about half an hour to get the Wi-Fi ready and ongoing. So all good though, we made it. Yes, yes. So as, as you as you fairly mentioned, uh, I'm from Italy originally, from a very, very small town in, in Lombardy actually, which is the north part of Italy, about an hour away from Milano. I studied in uh, Monferrato. Uh, which is, of course, an amazing wine-growing region, less uh, well-known than Lange, but as beautiful. And I studied tourism. And I didn't know what to do with my life when I, when I end up uh, with high school. So I'm like, okay, we're going to London. I'm going to London for five days, go, go for holidays, why not? 
and uh, I end up in a in a um, in a house with some guys and some friends. And this guy was like, "Oh, Melania, you don't know what to do. Why don't you come for uh, a trial uh, in the place which I'm working? Where I'm working? Sorry, it's a wine bar." Maybe you can make some coffee as you have experience working in Italy and making coffee. So maybe from there you can take it. And I'm like, okay, why not? I can come. So the next day I show up uh, for a trial in this uh, lovely underground wine bar in Fetter Lane, so in the city of London. And uh, I did my trial. I did a lot of coffee. I did polish a lot of glasses. And I was, I remember I got out of there and I was crying, crying so much because I couldn't understand a word of what they were telling me. Nothing, nothing, zero English. And for me, it was, it was so embarrassing. You know, I came out from high school with a hundred out of a hundred, but the, the vote, the mark doesn't make you a, a better speaker, a better learner. And so, um, and, and that's it. And then the next day, surprisingly, I had a call from the manager and I had my colleague to my, sorry, my flatmate actually to translate for me. And she was saying, oh, we really like your spirit and your hardworking way. We don't mind about the English. We just think you can be a very good, a very good uh, person for the business. So would you like to join us from tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> okay. So I called my mom and I said, mom, do you mind? I'm not coming back. And she said, finally, go, stay, <laughs> as long as you like. And so I got my things shipped from Italy and, uh, and I started. Originally, I actually wanted to go to university. I planned to study marketing and take uh, this job in a wine bar as a side job. Uh, so I applied for Bath University. They took me um, into Bath. But then my first and foremost mentor, Clément Robert, which is a master sommelier, now is running a Golden Vine um, project, which is massive. He told me, I met him. I met uh, this guy, Clément. And he was so inspiring. He was incredibly humble, which I, is something that I really admire and very open in teaching and trying to understand you and having patience with someone that maybe didn't talk the language very much. And he started to give my, the first taste of wines. And I remember this side by side Chardonnay, one from New World and one from the Old World. And he told me, this is exactly the same grape. And I'm like, wow, how is that possible? I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> And uh, you know what, Tom, I actually find it was very easy for me. So it didn't came as difficultly. I got into flavors, I got into structure almost right away. And it's one of the easiest things that really came to me into my life. Usually I see everything quite difficult. This, it came so naturally. And this is why I'm like, okay, where, how can I take this further? And so double ICT, level two, level three, Cocktail Master Sommelier, uh, where I failed, and this is something that we must say, I failed my certified exam, which is the kind of the basic level, for three times. So for everyone who has doubts, it's okay. You fail three times. 
And then I finally got my advance at the first uh, go with the highest score uh, in Austria. And that is like, oh, I got my, I got my sanctified, uh, you know, <laughs> I got it back. So yeah, just, uh, it's just a question of training and loving it and having passion for the, for, for, for the top. Wow. Um, because it almost seems like, you, you know, you took this opportunity when you found yourself in London, hospitality was your thing. You've, you've done it all. So you've worked in Michelin star restaurants, luxury resorts, and, you know, I think I've, I've read your bio, so I'm not just making this up. Um, you let me know if I am, but, you know, little small little provincial places. But you're, you're also, you got 2023 Young Som of the Year. In 2021, you were rated, uh, was it top 100 most influential women in wine? Does that sound familiar to yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> you're an international wine judge for Decanter. I mean, not a, th- when this clicked with you, it clicked with you. So what about it? What what was it about wine and that the industry per se that made you go, I don't just enjoy this. I'm going to become really good at this. Okay. Uh, maybe, Tom, I, that's a very good question. And am I going to disappoint you here? Because I'm, for me, it, d- despite the fact that I found wine to come very naturally, um, I also never looked for any awards, any invitation to be a wine judge, anything. I just, uh, I wanted to push myself and try to become a better person and a professional, a better professional. So I never actually look for the award. I always did it because I actually wanted to do it and enjoying it while I'm doing and meeting new people. Uh, And this is why I think when you actually enjoy the process rather than looking at the goal, it can be a, a short term, it can be a long term. You actually enjoy the process. Everything will come by itself. Mm-hmm. I have 25,000 followers on Instagram. Is triple size of my hometown in Italy. I never looked for them. I, I, I don't post because I want anyone. I post because I, I love to share and I found it very natural. And everything came, again, naturally to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can honestly say I'm not disappointed in your answer because to me that makes a uh, makes a whole lot of sense. You're in Thailand, so if we just sort of track uh, from Italy, the UK, you've worked in I think you've worked in Greece as well. But yeah, you're currently yeah. in Thailand. Correct. What are you doing in Thailand? And what is it Correct. that sort of if we were to try and plot your movements across the globe? What would be the trends that right. we would see that sort of direct what, why you go where you go? What's, what's driving you at the moment? Very, very, very good question. So in th- I, I worked in Italy, and you mentioned before as well, in the best restaurant in the world, which at the time was Osteria Francescana in Modena. And I understood that for a Michelin star restaurant, uh, they're not really for me. I don't like that sense of being robotic and follow a script. I like to speak with guests. I like to make an experience for guests. So this is why I already removed from my brain three Michelin star as it's not going to be where I, I would like to thrive. Unless it's a different style of three Michelin star because there are those as well. So that was during lockdown. I came back to London and I continued to do at Sommelier Wine Buyer for Medler Restaurant, which is my home. I still feel it's my home. I love that place so much. And uh, the manager is just fantastic. But anyway, I did my MS 
in October 2000. It was two years ago now. So 2022 should be. Yeah, 2022. Uh, they called me back in August to do my MS in October. So only two months, which is impossible to prepare for the Master of Sommelier. But as I had a scholarship from my from the best core of the advance, I say, okay, why not? We try, see the level, see if I fit or not. I study like crazy. I think every single day, waking up 5 a.m., I was going I was going to work all day, finishing maybe at 12 and then study until 2, 2 a.m. in the morning. And I just became the person that I hated. I, I, I was... No, I was not kind anymore. I was selfish. I was just thinking about myself, no work, no friends, no family. I just, I just became the person that I would never would like to become, right? And uh, I did my exam. Finally, the time arrived. It, it went well, to be honest. I didn't pass any parts, but I was kind of high school in all the parts. But then I realized, I think I burned out. I think I really dislike I actually let me rephrase it I almost thought that I was disliking wine and my job I didn't see my role as a sommelier as easy as fun as as passionately as as I started it I started to see as a race as a competition as who is better than the other and I, I said, okay, I, I need to leave. I need to leave. And it was crazy. Sorry. And for me, it was crazy. I feel like they will never come to my mind, these words. And I went to an Amman in Venice, and I loved it. And I've heard many good things about Amman being such a luxury hotel. And I said, okay, I'm going to start to send my, my CVs. And Amman in Greece actually called me. And uh, I decided to leave at the end. It was very tough. As I said, Medler was my home. We were doing a podcast. I won the best Young UK Sommelier of the Year. I won the London Round for the best UK Sommelier of the Year. So everyone was expecting, oh, 2024 is Melania's year. She's going to do the International Sommelier. Uh, she's going to win the London Round. Sorry, the London UK Sommelier of the Year. She's going to do a master. I, I escaped. You went to but it's Thailand. not that I escaped. I went to Greece first. Okay. I went to Greece. I went to Greece, yes. I went to Greece and uh, I, I just left everything. And everyone was my first boss that I mentioned you, Clement, the Master Sommelier, my boss at Medlar. It's like, this is not Melania at all. I don't know what's going on in her mind. I, ju- I could just see dark. I just could see dark. And I went to Greece as a as, like junior assistant F&B manager at this resort. And it was a lot of work in the office and very little with people, very little wine. And I'm like, where the hell am I? <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, from London, like the fastest city in the world to the slowest place on earth. <laughs> and And I'm like, I miss what I was doing. I missed wine. I, I, I had a try, but I was just missing it. Sorry. And from there, they said, we, we need someone um, in Thailand during the festive season. 
especially from wine, from a wine background. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't have anything lined up right now to go back to the UK, to go to France, anywhere. I go to Thailand. It's once in a lifetime anyway. And I went to Thailand and in Thailand, I found again love because we had a massive sake selection. So I'm having a lot of fun with sake. We have a great wine selection. I'm doing a lot of trainings for the guys about wine and we're organizing these daily trainings. And it's like, I'm alive again. And it, this is how I got my answer. It's always been wine. It's always been. G'day wine lovers. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far and all the other episodes from the Cellador podcast. But to keep the episodes and the stories coming, we need your support. By donating to the Cellador podcast at thecelladorpodcast.com.au, you'll help us continue to pour out valuable discussions and shed light on the pressing issues facing the Australian wine scene. So grab a glass, swirl, sniff, and sip along with us. Together, let's raise a toast to the future of Australian wine. Donate today at thecelladorpodcast.com.au and let's keep the conversations flowing. That's so beautiful to hear. So I'm going to ask you two follow-up questions on that. The first one is, please tell me about Thailand. Like I've, I've never been to Thailand. I don't think I've gotten close to Thailand. So just give me a bit of a snapshot in terms of just do, do you love it there? I mean, it sounds like you really do. And then B, what is the wine scene like, particularly in Thailand, that the market? Because right. there's been, um, isn't there a big uh, tariff recently reduced, makes the importation of uh, wine to Thailand a little bit more exciting. So what, what's going on? To be honest, it's a very exciting market. It's a very exciting place. Uh, Thailand is wonderful uh, because, well, firstly, it's uh, people. People are another level. It's one of the highest quality service I have ever experienced. They just do it because they love it. They are all heartedly passionate about this industry. And it's their life. And this is what I love the most. People, super smiley. Maybe a lot of English problem with communication, not easy, but the, the way that they want to help, the way they're smiling, the way they're welcoming is another level. So first uh, will be service and people. Secondly will be how crazy food is it is in Thailand and how much fun you can have, especially if you like wrestling or like full body white wine, like I do and some old champagnes because it's just perfect for this food. I get wine. We're probably going to have some problems. Third, there is a lot of nature as it can be as busy as you want it to be, but you can be in the middle of nowhere right now, just surrounded by the sea and some animals. That's it. A, a lot, a lot, a lot of snakes, though. Also. Yeah. And iguanas you find in the in the back in the backyard. So these three reasons. Uh, fourth, wine, and I'm gonna answer your question. Uh, it's very exciting seeing Thailand because uh, the market who is visiting Thailand is international. In Thailand, is plenty of high-end resort and big private villas. And they cost nothing, they're really cheap. And a lot of investments from Europeans, from America, from all over the world, Australia as well. And those people love wine. Those people love wine. So there is 
they they buy a lot. So in Phuket, there are amazing shops where you can find your Coton Charlemagne Le Fleb, where you can find your, sorry, Coton Charlemagne, your Batamorashi Le Fleb. You can find top names and actually they're selling them. Maybe you don't see people entering the shop, but they're just delivering to villas, to places. It's amazing. It's through the import taxes have always been very high. Mm-hmm. But here they got uh, power to to buy and so to have a versatility when it comes to offering because there is a lot, a lot. Okay. Now, ending with a um, a bit more of a cliche question, I'm just trying to be very mindful of the time here. What do you see your role as? Because you mentioned, um, actually, I can't even remember what you mentioned, but it was a question that popped into my mind when you were telling me your fascinating story. And it made me wonder, you know, in in terms of the work you're doing, um, it's almost like your wine brings you happiness and there's a certain relationship that you're looking for. And when you're having it, you just, you know, you glow, you're happy. What do you see your role in hospitality and as as a sommelier? Very good question. And uh, also another good thing of Thailand, sorry, is this silent meditation retreat. I've just done one where I actually came with that, with that question, right? Where do I see myself? Because I had the very exciting offers from three different sites and uh, I had to decide. And um, after a lot of silence and a lot of thinking, meditation also, I... I can see myself, I want to create something. Now, it can be a restaurant opening for now. It can be my own thing at Sunday. But I would like something where I can create. I'm a creative person. I feel empowered where I can put my ideas on the table and I can use my thoughts and creativity. So this is what I want to do. Maybe I don't have a specific long-term goal like I want to be the wine buyer of the most famous hotel in the world but I trust the process as he always taught me I should trust one step at a time absolutely love that you've got a website as well because you do consulting do you still engage in that um tell me a little bit about that because I came I'm not even sure I was looking for it it could have been through trying to do a bit of homework on your, there was this whole website of all the, the different consulting that you do. No, you're thought, very good. I you're thought, very good. Wow. What are, what's she up to? Tell me about that. So during my time in Greece, actually, as uh, I had some free time, <laughs> Downtime. I, did, uh, I, made, <laughs> I made up this website, actually, uh, because I was already working for some uh, partners, let's say uh, some, some wineries, for example, some big name for uh, Courvoisier. Um, like Courvoisier and Cognac, for example. Um, I'm doing a couple of wine lists in Italy. So basically, I'm just really trying to bring my ideas, as I mentioned, into into brands. So a brands, let's say for Courvoisier, they wanted to create a new language for Cognac to approach younger people, younger crowd, and to train their brand ambassadors in doing that and to uh, connect better with the F&B managers. So this is exactly what I've done. I use my wine background to translate the Cognac language, which is quite old school, into something more approachable, more understandable and uh, juvenile. 
so I, I just speak about brands, but only brands that I, I really care about. I love, uh, I believe in, we align with the same values. So I promote, let's say brand, I consult in case they would like to change direction or they can also help with the wine list, how to build up something, how to speak with guests, to train stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second last question. When you say brands that align with your value, things you like, etc., what do you like? So what what is you, you've mentioned that you've had all the fun in the world tasting some beautiful I think you mentioned you like full-bodied whites and vintage champagne. That sounds pretty fun to me. You mean like wine wise? Yeah, yeah, go wine wise, sorry. Go 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 okay. wine wise, yeah. Uh Yes. So wine wise, I, I do like some white wines. I do like, especially when it comes to indigenous, I love indigenous grapes or grapes, maybe international, but planted in the weirdest parts of the world, like in Pitt Island, for example. But indigenous is what I really appreciate. Someone that believes in the, in the roots and they would like to elevate their uh, heritage. Okay. Final question for you, Miss Melania Battiston. You're, you're fairly young and everything that you've achieved and the adventure that you've had sort of, I, I think if anybody was to look into your story, they'd be rotten jealous because it just sounds like you've, you've had this incredible adventure. Um, but it's, it's been through the lens of wine, which, you know, once upon a time I looked at my dad drinking wine and I thought, you know, wine, it's for, for old fuddy-duddies. But then I caught the bug myself. And I think I can sort of understand what it is about wine that just turns you on and just, you know, creates this beautiful picture. But what advice would you have for a younger person who's exploring the wine industry and who wants to have, you know, maybe they can't have the same adventure that you had, but, you know, creating that opportunity for wine to bring you something special and incredible? Yeah, I a very good advice for me uh, would be do not uh, put a lot of pressure on yourself. Wine is an incredible word, and especially sommelier-wise, you need to see wines as your friends, especially when you have a blind taste in front of you. You see wines as your friend. You see wine as someone and something that you want to enjoy without pressure, without looking at others. Remember that you always walk your own way and your own pace. And just the journey will bring you, but also to, to trust that the journey will bring you somewhere and everything will make sense one day. Do not worry. Any decision is a decision anyway. A choice is a choice. There is no good or bad. So no pressure. I love that. You've got somewhere to be. So I'd love to sit here and talk wine for for hours and hours, but that would be very rude of me. Look, it's been so good of you to take some time out of your busy schedule to join me all the way from Thailand. And it's been such uh, an honour and privilege having you on the show and cannot wait to see everything unfold for you. Melania Battiston, her advice was wine is your friend, so you better just make sure you enjoy it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thomas, really. Thank you.